Marjorie Shaw and I'm a psychotherapist, my vlog and I podcast. Welcome to Mental Health Works. Getting over addiction, how to get over addiction. In this podcast, I'm going to go through some practices used in RBT, smart recovery for getting over addiction. I'm going to really focus on the ABCs, okay? And the CBAs, no, it's just like I've just given you abbreviations. So welcome, welcome to my podcast. Is this if this is your first time, or if you are a loyal listener, thank you so much for tuning in. So getting over addiction. So what is an addiction? So addiction is a biopsychosocial disorder characterized by compulsive engagement in rewarding stimuli, despite adverse consequences that's like what it is so it's the preoccupation with the need to um, form a habit and compulsion the idea or the need to actually participate in something which is not necessarily in fact which mostly does not actually benefit you mentally, emotionally, or physically. So it's the need for something in order to feel good and satisfied on a high or even to feel in control. Some people are addicted to particular things because it makes them feel like they're in control. Addiction takes the form of many different possibilities. It can be substance misuse, drugs and alcohol. It can even be exercise or food or the preoccupation with eating healthy, gambling, sex, or behaviours such as OCD tendencies, which can be very addictive to the person suffering. It's the preoccupation with the thought of whatever it is that is occupying your mind, be it the need for alcohol, the need for drugs to feel good. Because that feeling, that feel good, that dopamine hit, is often the reason why we revert to addictive behaviours, because it feels good. So exploring dopamine. So this is the drive system categorised by um, Paul Gilbert in compassion-focused therapy, a great method to use when treating addiction, I have found. Mix it up a little bit. Um, If you listen to any of my podcasts, you'll notice that I do talk a lot about compassion-focused therapy and about being compassionate. And the drive system is, um, this is where we get the dopamine hit. This is where we feel good, the achievement, the excitement, the desires, where many of us feel free. We feel alive when we've got that, that hit, that aspiration, that achievement, that I've got something. And I've... So getting over addiction, to get over addiction, you know, many people think, just stop. Just stop taking the substance or stop the act, or just just stop, just control it, just control it, that's what most of us think, just stop it, just stop, but actually, it's not as simple as that, because you can be addicted to something and decide you're going to stop, and white knuckle it, decide I'm going to hold on, I'm not going to do it, you know, and often, when we do that, the addiction can show up in other areas of our lives and it can just rear its head again. 
because the root of the cause has not been dealt with. Understanding why the need for the addiction is there in the first place, the root of the issue, where it all started. Now that's how you get over addiction. You've got to go all the way back to basics. You've got to understand where did this come from? Not necessarily when it started, but ultimately the relationship with yourself. Because when you recognise that an addiction is present and you, you have to notice the signs and say to yourself, actually, I am addicted to this. The preoccupation with the need for the addictive behaviour, the need for the substance, the alcohol, the compulsion to follow through with the act. When you recognise and you say, actually, I'm addicted. I can see I'm thinking about it all the time. I'm preoccupied with thoughts about what I'm going to do, when I'm going to do it, how how I'm going to do it, how good it's going to make me feel, I'm going to feel better. All those, those thoughts I need to, I must. Once you get to that place and you say, okay, I am addicted now, that's when you can start making the change. Because addictions, they're inappropriate by nature. They're inappropriate and they stop They stop you living life because the only thing you're actually doing is living for that thing. When someone has an addiction, they often place it in high regard over their lives and only live according to it. You know, I remember growing up and you would meet that person who would smoke a lot of weed and they'd be like, I'm not addicted, but they would do it every single day. You think, I think you're addicted. You know, no, I'm not. I can stop any time. Of course, you can stop any time. But it's the root of the problem. Actually, the re- stopped. If you've, if you solved it, do you know what it is? Do you know how inappropriate it is? Addiction is debilitating for so many who just cannot live without it, and often they don't notice how inappropriate it is until they're really faced with that hard knock, that massive fallout, that terrible thing that happens because you're so preoccupied, so preoccupied with it, and it's now bleeding. This can place, you know, people at risk in their jobs, family, friends, belongings, home, essentials, car, these all can go to the wayside because of the need for the addiction. So firstly, with any addiction, it is important to generate a very strong reason to stop. You need to have a reason to stop, okay? And this podcast is about getting over addiction. The motivation to stop has to be above all with a good, solid, logical, healthy reason to stop. It is easy to find the logic to stop, but so many of us find that it simply isn't enough to just focus on wanting to stop. I know it's like I've contradicted myself. (laughs) As the need for the addictive behaviour remains strong, steady and fast, the urges take over and then, you know, that person feels compelled to act on the addiction. So you must have a really good reason to stop. It's important. But it's not enough to hold you accountable to stopping. In order to combat this, 
because it's so strong, the urge is so strong. You have to have a firm understanding of the CBAs, which must be affirmed often. And there is a demand here that the CBAs must be affirmed regularly. And I say demand, even though you've heard me talk about demands and you know low frustration tolerance and etc. But it must be. It's really important to affirm the CBAs. I know I'm just giving abbreviations. So what is a CBA? CBA is a cost-benefit analysis. I love CBAs. You can use them for absolutely anything. It's a fantastic tool. I love this tool. It's a tool in CB in REBT CBT, and it and it works like this. I'm going to give you a brief insight into this power tool. This is a power tool. This is once you get the understanding of the CBA, you stick that under your belt. You know, you become like Batman. <laughs> Spider-Man, should I say. I'm a Marvel superhero fan. So, the CBAs. To identify the short-term and long-term cost. Short-term and long-term cost. Locate them and see them and explore them. Unpick them. Process them. You must really go in there with a fine-tooth comb and understand this is the cost. The physical cost, the health cost, the relationship cost, my skin, my eyes, my hair, how I drive, everything, the cost. And then, that's the cost, that's the C in the CBA, and then the benefit. Locate them, because you will have some short-term benefits with an addiction, okay? There will be, because it feels good, and you'll be able to open up and go, this is the benefit. But often, the short-term benefit becomes a long-term cost, can be, and you'll recognise, oh, and then the long-term benefit outweighs everything. And when you come up with the long-term benefit, you'll get deeper and more closer to what it is that you want and why you want it. So processing this procedure, this CBA, cost-benefit analysis power tool, I'm not going to go into it for too much because this is actually something that takes place during therapy, actually going into the cost-benefit analysis. Because when you identify it, that's when you start to really pick up the momentum. The process of this is magic. And this is where my clients, my patients see how they have been costing their lives and loved ones and livelihoods and their health and their finances. They recognise, I have been costing at an expense, this is, it's, ex, it's too expensive, not just monetary, but it's too expensive for me to do this addiction. I'm going to lose way too much. This is why, this is like, this is like the magic power tool that I really enjoy using because it is so helpful in actually affirming and gaining that momentum. The CBAs are something that I encourage to be reviewed and looked over from time to time because it can really enhance the focus for the need for the change. And again, it just keeps that motivation going. It keeps it, you know, without the need to continue to want to change. It is very easy to slip and not even bother to try and be totally controlled by the addiction. This is why super important CBAs. That's your power tool. Get in with the CBA. If you can't find yourself with a therapist, learn about your CBAs. Actually learn about what they are. 
start identifying, start generating and building on your own momentum. The next power tool, this is like the zooped up one now, (laughs) is to identify and understand your triggers. And to do this using the A, B, C in R-E-B-T. I know it is like the alphabet I'm giving you today. It's not, I promise. So the A, B, C, this is the fundamentals. Yeah. There are a few other areas which take place in the therapy realm, such as the disarm. (laughs) Disarm. And that stands for destruction, destructive images and self-talk awareness and refusal method. (laughs) These abbreviations are the best. And the deads. And the deads are the defeat, how to defeat the deads, deny, escape, avoid, attack, attack the urge, acceptance of the urge, distracting yourself with a activity and and a substance, a substitute in a way, substance for addictive thinking. Those are some other things that take place in the therapy room. And if I went into one of those, I'd just be having an eight-hour session with you. That's not the point of this podcast. So there, there are some bits I'm not going to be focusing on. I'm going to go straight to the ABC. Yeah. So I want to do this because the ABC for coping with the urges is the root structure of REBT CBT. And it works like a charm. So if you've ever seen any of my videos on YouTube or, you know, or, you know, any of listen to any of my podcasts, you will notice I talk about ABC a lot. And I have a video called the ABC and REBT, which is a visual on my YouTube channel. And that gives you the visual experience of what it actually is. So, ABC, as easy as one, two, three. I won't sing because I can't. So the A, the activating event, right? Many of you loyal listeners will have heard me bang on and on about the ABC. But it's crucial because this is the fundamentals. It is a crucial to beating the addiction and understanding yourself. Because it's all about self-awareness. And when you have the the self-awareness, you will find the clarity and the reason to continue to create the change you want in your life, create the change that you want to be. The activating event, the trigger, the situation, the imagined inferred possibility, the perception, the prediction, the fear, the reason you are stimulated to go for the addictive behaviour in the first place. You need to get up close and personal and understand that and unpick it. Because it's as simple as a dopamine hit, but it's a little bit more than that. A lot of it has a lot of meaning to us. So locating the activation. You know, knowing when it happens. Is it late at night? Is it lunchtime? Is it during conflict situations or when you feel lonely? Understand that how you interpret that trigger and how you bring it to life with the threat or the fear is a reason that you seek out the dopamine. This is in how you believe the activating event to be. And that is the being belief. The belief The belief is like where you hold some irrational demands. These irrational demands combined with low frustration tolerance and self-loathing and awfulizing. So the demands are things that we say to ourselves like, you know, particularly in a conflict situation, oh, they shouldn't have done that. I mustn't get angry. They shouldn't have done this. She shouldn't have done said that. And we start to demand on the situation. It should be like this. 
And then we, that demand often compounds the low frustration tolerance. I can't stand it. I can't stand this situation. I can't stand him. I can't stand her. I hate this so much. Because you can, you start to have the low frustration tolerance and you, you can't tolerate it. And then it becomes absolutely awful. I can't stand it and it shouldn't be happening. This is just terrible. You know, this is awful. I can't stand this feeling. I've got to get relief right now. It's terrible. So when we start to do all of that stuff in our belief, you know, that's because of how we're seeing, how we're viewing the activating event. And to identify and understand how you are thinking and believing about the trigger, the activating event, is the route to what gets you to move swiftly to your behavioural, emotional, physical outcomes. The need to get to the dopamine, the need to relieve yourself, the need to escape from the feeling, from the activating event, but mostly the belief, the thoughts, those intrusive thoughts. The C, this is the A, B, C. The C, the consequences of the B about the A. (laughs) See, I did that. I went from C, B, A, back to the cost-benefit analysis. (laughs) I do love this therapy though. It is as simple as ABC, as easy as one, two, three. We are triggered into our thinking process and then we act accordingly to how we perceive the trigger. Once you recognise that pattern, the follow through, and then you unpick and recognise your irrational demands, your unhealthy belief, the manner in which you approach Absolutely anything in life. Absolutely anything. Because everything we do is based on how you perceive it. (laughs) It's how you interpret and identify with it. Then you will get to reckoning of why you do what you do. It could be as simple as why you want the coffee. Be as simple as why you want to buy those jeans and those shoes. I made a video on why you react. Using visuals to support the explanation of this. It's on my YouTube channel. So the belief which holds the demands and the authorization and the self-loathing, the fears, the threats, and what leads you to seek comfort or relief in the addictive behavior, the addiction, this right here is the root. That's why you do it. Going through this process and this during, you know, that process, that, that time, taking that moment to really identify and unpick, to identify and get to that place and understand your ABCs, reaffirm the reason why you're doing it with your CBAs. You know, this will provide you with enough material to start understanding yourself. And in understanding yourself, there's a lot of compassion involved in that, which is how I do mix up compassion-focused therapy when I'm working with addiction, because I think it's really important to do so being able to be compassionate. So if you, this is your first time and you're interested in addiction and you're interested in getting over it for someone or yourself, have a listen to my podcast on um, what is compassion. What is compassion? You know, how to be compassionate. Are you compassionate? So following the ABC, there is also (laughs) the D and the E. I know. (laughs) I Honestly, I'm not going to do the full alphabet with you, okay? It stops at E. So the D is disputation. This is the unpicking. This is the this is the rationalizing. This is the looking at the irrational and the rational. Okay, unpicking it, looking at it together, going, hmm, am I really? This is interesting. How do I see this like that? And then the E, D 
the effect, how to affect the change. Now, it is just too much for one comprehensive podcast, so that will follow on with another podcast, and I'll get into the disputation and the effect on how that can support with um, addiction. But the ABC process gets you in the mode for uncovering your urges, facing them, and gaining momentum to not give in to the urge. So identify that A, what happens. Understand your B and recognise your behavioural emotional consequence. And you're going to learn a lot about yourself when you do this. Because this is a this is like the superpower tool. It's a CBA power tool. ABC superpower tool, you know. I will also explore the surf in the urge and how compassion is linked to how you can use it in disputation and how to affect the change that you're trying to create for yourself, but not in this podcast. So addiction is not an easy conquest to just overcome, but with the right amount of motivation in large doses and the willpower to make the change, then you really are half the way there. The next step is to follow through and keep it at, and keep it up. Your ABC is your support structure. Okay, once you have made that decision and you want to make that change, your ABC is your support structure. You understand, you walk into a situation, feel the emotions and go, oh, I see how I was interpreting that. I think I'm going to need a moment here. And that's when you can use another power power tool like mindfulness or PMR and, you know, get back into your CBAs. Maybe you need to go for a walk, (laughs) you know. You'll be able to identify, oh, I'm not comfortable. Why am I not comfortable? What am I thinking about myself? How is this affecting me? Oh, I can, un- I understand. Because your ABC is, why you do everything? Why do you get up in the morning? <laughs> you know, there's a thought and a process that goes with that. You're triggered by your alarm clock and motivated by the thoughts about getting out of bed because you've got to go to work because you've got to pay mortgage. <laughs> it affects your, your consequence. It's everything. You know, why do you, why did you cook dinner? Well, because, you know, you're hungry. You're triggered by the fact that it's getting late and you're hungry and you need to eat some food and um, you've got chicken in the fridge (laughs) and now you're going to cook it. Your behaviour is now determined by what you're thinking based on the triggering event, which is the hunger pangs in your stomach. Everything is ABC. ABC. It's easy as one, two, three. (laughs) It is. The reason why you do everything, there's an ABC for that and a CBA. For those of you suffering with addiction and seeking support, there are many agencies out there that can help. Smart Recovery is one that I practice. Being an REBT therapist, as this is what I've been trained to do along with person-centred therapy, you know, I, I have an invested, I have invested a lot of time and effort into practicing and learning and evolving in this particular field. And I find Smart Recovery fantastic but again it may not be for you you know you might prefer the 12 step you may prefer another way but should you wish to seek help and if you want to contact me you can do so via the priory or you can do so privately and you can just book in and and you can just contact me addictions are something which we're now recognizing are affecting more and more and more and more people because there's a lot of people that actually are addicted to things they haven't realised. Addicted to shopping. There's a trigger. You know, can always starts off as a maladaptive behaviour and then a need to continue. 
but your ABC is the reason. Your ABC, get up close and personal with the ABC. And I'll do a podcast on the D and the E. And I'll promise I won't do any other alphabet after that. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this helpful. And again, if you do want to contact me, you can do so on my website, www.desireshort.com. And look out for, I'm going to be um, putting some ebooks and some guides um, on how you can deal with certain aspects of your emotional behavior, your fears, your threats, confidence, and um, I'll also have some t-shirts on there. (laughs) Nobody needs a bacon sandwich, just do it. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, and um, have a look out for the website, things will be changing soon, and um, also on my YouTube channel. This is Mental Health Works, my name is Desiree Shaw, and I will be back real soon. Bye for now. Yeah.